following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language. It is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. Yeah, being, being a male in any relationship is really just constantly being behind and being aware that you're behind. <laughs> Actually, being in a relationship, really, if you think about it from that point of view, is like paying a mortgage. So get you a good group of dudes that you can talk all your shit to because you know you ain't going to say half the shit you say to your friends when you get home to her. Like, yo, I talk big shit when my wife ain't around. Big shit. I get home, I don't say none of that stuff, man. In my head, I say it. Like, I got mind control over her. Like, girl, you don't even know all the shit I'm saying about you in my head. But what generally comes out is, I'm sorry. Maybe he he was honest and collected. <laughs> well, I you mean, know, I there know. is such a thing as Mandingo. Just saying. Wow. I mean, I don't know nothing about that. Sorry. Well, I'm just letting you know that the the mistress of the plantation was rocking the BBC, and I'm just saying. Now, yeah, at I the mean, end, Ken Norton does end up in a you know steaming water in a cauldron. I get that, but she was liking the BBC, bro. Just saying. The same. Maybe she was torn. Maybe she was like, I hate the blackness in you, but I love the blackness in me. Yes. <laughs> that's not being torn. That's just being, that's pragmatic. I and mean, then I want I, the BBC, baby, but I still don't like you. I'm going to the clan meeting out if I get it. I'm just saying. And now, the five minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Ruben Brown. Happening right now. Welcome, people out in the world. Welcome to another episode of Five-Minute Warning. Once again, it's your boy, Ruben, sitting here doing a couple things. Then, of course, down below... We got AG in the house. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? And to my right, that would be my left. Dang it, Moby. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the screen. Just you know, stop trying to. I'm on the screen. That's all that matters. Ah man, I'm gonna get it straight one day. It just ain't gonna be today. How's everybody been? First of all, happy Mother's Day out there, everybody. Yes, you happy know? Mother's Day to all y'all's moms and moms of moms and. Baby mamas and everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely don't forget the baby mamas because you know, if you don't say happy Mother's Day to the baby mamas, Actually, they get upset. I wanted to ask y'all something. Uh, and, and forgive me if I've offended somebody that's, you know, doing this kind of thing. But I think it's completely crazy if you don't wish your wife happy Mother's Day because simply because she's not your mom. Do you understand the logic or are you, you guys doing that or? Well, I mean, I think she has children. Yeah, I thought the prerequisite was just for her to have kids. Yeah, right, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. That's what yeah. I thought. But there are people out there. There are men out there still living, by the way, because I thought they would turn up missing at some point that will not tell their wives or the mother of their kids Happy Mother's Day because that is not their mother, which to me was mind-blowing and scary, but it does happen. And I just wanted to know what y'all thought about that. That's called a whole bunch of trifling Moby looks perplexed still I cannot, because it's not <laughs> it's not happy mother's day to your mom well it is but it's also happy day to all the mothers out there well that not was my specific. thinking 
Yeah, it I doesn't say happen. Happy Mother's Day to strangers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and hope they have kids. Because if you tell somebody Happy Mother's Day and something don't have a kid, they're going to correct you quick. I ain't got and, no kids. And that's fine. They can correct me. And I'd be like, all right, well, you know. Well, being corrected shot- is, is, not, is not worse than not saying it. I'll, I'll take a correction because I because a woman doesn't have kids rather than the wrath of a woman that does and doesn't say it. I'm just letting you know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where they do that at. So, well, uh, you'd be amazed. It's a real thing. I'm telling you, it's a real thing. I don't know if I want to be that amazed because <laughs> I ain't know that was a thing though. So, me either. Like, That's he, 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 you just hit me on something new that I didn't even really want to know. That's some new generation ish right there, boy. Because because the person that sparked all this debate was like ten years ago working on a job together, right? And he said that, and I was like, he's our age or my age, and so I'm sitting there going, no way, man. Are you serious? So you don't tell your wife happy Mother's Day, no, because that ain't my mama, dude. You're missing the point. She's the mother of your child, so what? And that's (laughs) and that's and that's where you get the straight up. Well, that was my thinking, but apparently it works in this house. But you know, whatever. Just thought, I thought I mean, I'd throw that out there because I was thinking about it all day. Because you know, Lauren's uh, she's not the mother of my kids, but she's got kids, so that it's a requirement. I didn't get it. I was like, hey. but if you didn't tell her Happy Mother's Day, she problem. might say something. It'd be a problem. Exactly. I like, wouldn't be on the show right now. At least if I was, I'd be in a coma. Oh, jeez. Just prop wow. the mic up and stuff, you know, because you know, getting stabbed in the throat kind of makes it hard to talk. I mean, see over there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm making her look bad. She would not stab me in the neck, but she would be a little upset. Just saying. But First you notice if she stabbed you in the neck, they'd never find a body. So no, it wouldn't matter. She, no, they would not find a body. <laughs> it, it, so it wouldn't matter. You just wouldn't be here. I mean, he just like, ouch. I just wouldn't be here. It wouldn't matter. Well, but here's the thing, though. Well, I'm a husband, so you know. real talk, though. She. <laughs> She can't stab you in the neck because then she can't move you. You know she's got family, bro. Just saying. I, I was mean, about to, I was about to say that part and, too. And, like, and her son just moved back here from Seattle, so she, yeah, they, they'd be okay. Oh, so you saying if a, if somebody need to clean, had to call in the cleaners, it's a, it's a done deal. Hey, happy Mother's Day, Mama. I feel like most, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like most women got that squad of people in their life. Well, all they got to do is say that the dude did something wrong. And all they, everybody else is gonna clean it up. Exactly. But I'm, but I'm gonna tell you who don't have that. Who's that? And I hate to say this, the unfortunate women who are in bad relationships, they don't have that because real talk, I am pretty sure that any male who's coming to my mom's side of the family, at the very least, has had that conversation with the uncles and brothers yes. and all that. <laughs> Where, I mean, in my family, that part of my family lives in Cape of Virginia. If you don't know what Cape of Virginia is, it's in the middle of absolutely nowhere in Southampton County. Like, woods. Like, it's so in the middle of nowhere, they don't have cable lines. If you don't have satellite, you ain't getting cable, bro. That's just what it is. And in my, in my big mama's yard, I mean, there's a, there's a big forest back there, man. And I'm pretty sure, actually, I know for sure, at least one person... They've taken a trip back there with before he became in the family. So I know that for sure. I ain't called out no names to protect the innocent. However, I'm pretty sure it's more than that one. Well, my, so. my question to you is, does your big mama still have hogs? Nah, man. Because nah. you can throw a body in, in a in a, in a, in a pigsty and you'll be good. They'll never find I out. I mean, Chris, yo, Christmas, we used, to, we used to take care of them on Christmas morning. 
every Christmas when I was a kid, man, we'd be in capering at six o'clock in the morning and they cooking up hogs for breakfast. You know, bacon and ham and hog balls and pig's feet and chitlins and fat back and all the other stuff that I, I ain't never gonna touch when I'm this age because most of that is so disgusting. I can't do it. I thought we were supposed to be talking about how to dispose of a dead body. Bro, we started with saying Happy Mother's Day. Went to, <laughs> to, to disposing of bodies and then went to dietary, you know, um, functions with pork consumption. Well, I'm just all, saying. All in five minutes, man. Hey, like, that's yeah. how we get down. That, that really that's is. That's how we get down. Thanks for a longer show. All I'm saying is. Wish it, you know what? We might have ate somebody back in the day. That's it. Okay. Well, the only, only thing I was saying was with the Mother's Day thing is my personal <laughs> belief is if it's if it's a if it's a woman in the room, just say Happy Mother's Day and keep it moving. That's all. And before, while we're still on this subject um, of the Mother's Day subject, I'm not going to veer off. Um, happy Mother's Day to everybody, but also um, just want to kind of give late condolences to anybody who may have lost their mom. Because I know this is also, as much as it's a jovial time for people who still have their mom, there's a lot of people out there who don't. And I know that people say time heals all wounds, but there's some scars that never go away. So if you've lost your mother, like I hope today you have found some time in between, you know, whatever grieving you've had to do to at least have some good memories of your mom. Um, like I said, I know Mother's Day means different things for other people. You know, I'm sure one day, it, you know, when my mom's no longer here, you know, Mother's Day will have a completely different meaning for me. So anybody who's lost their mom recently or even if it's been years, you know, I hope you had a, a good day of memory towards yours. I did. Thank you for that. Because that's a real thing. Well said. Well said, my brother. Well, all right. Now we've given out all the um, the the congratulatory things. Let's get into some business. So, the first thing I want to talk about today is we had a a, a a gentleman in South Carolina, shocker, who owes another gentleman about five hundred thousand dollars because he worked. He had the other gentleman work for him for ah uh, extended period of time. Um. They, 10 years no no not 10 years give me a second um, I had it in my head but it's gone well 19 years 19 years and he just decided he didn't want to pay him for 19 years and then he threatened like you got to work every day all day to this gentleman and then actually somehow he put so much fear in his heart that he split him from his family so the court said, yo, bro, you got to pay. At first, it was 273000 However, because there are actually some laws that actually make sense. Um, due to federal labor laws and some other rules that have changed, now they got to pay him 546000 And, you know, that dude also went to jail for 10 years um, because he abused him. And I, I mean, I'm going to put it out there. The gentleman who was in charge was a Caucasian gentleman. And the gentleman who 
worked forever, who didn't get paid for so many years, was a black gentleman, and he had some disabilities. So he took advantage of a person, and I don't even think it's a black-white thing. The fact you took advantage of somebody, period, for this long, and then, you know, he finally left, and then they were just like, yo, this dude owe you money. And for the for one of the times it happens, the court ruled in the um, gentleman's favor, and now this dude's going to jail, but, you know, he's got to drop 546000 The question is, when it's all said and done, how much is the person going to receive? I mean, unless they get it from his estate or something like that. I, I don't understand how they're going to do that. But I didn't think people still did this type of stuff, man. Am I yeah. wrong here? Yeah, like, that's crazy. I don't think this was as much about race as this was about somebody getting over on somebody who obviously had some type of mental disability yeah, or something like And that's, I mean, not that it would be better if it was a race thing or it's worse because it's a mental thing. Like it's, yeah, there's a, there's a, a dark, cold place in hell for somebody who, who would do this. Like, <laughs> and that's really all I'm going to say about it. That's the fact that you can take advantage of somebody like that. And it, besides just not paying him, I mean, they said he beat him. Yeah. He burnt him. He threatened him with the police. Like, yeah, there's there's a. I, I hope nobody. Um, listen, let me not say that. Um, when this gentleman passes away, I don't think too many people gonna should shed many tears for this guy. Like, this dude worked over a hundred hours a week. Yep. And didn't get no check. Then had the nerve to move him into an apartment next door, so he couldn't really be away from the place. Yeah, I mean, and Yo, the, 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 the how in the world are you gonna stick some metal tongs in a deep fryer, take him out of the deep fryer, and burn a dude's neck with hot grease? I, I mean, but I mean, it's it, for me, it's hard to separate the race part. But I'll go along. Oh with yeah, it. I, I agree. It's hard. It's hard to separate it. But I'm. I don't know if it was just race. Well, I'll just say the symbolism was there for this guy, as far as I'm concerned, because the symbolism was there for me, and I wasn't even involved. I'm a white dude that's got power over black man to the point to where I, I ain't have to pay this dude. I can abuse him. No one's saying anything. I'm just doing what I want to do. I mean, sounds like a plantation to me. I mean, and it's I, I'll give him a place to live. I give him a place to live. Yeah. But I mean, slaves had a place to live, so the the symbolism. In the in the in the in the visual I get it are hard to dismiss. Even if it didn't have anything to do with do, do with the race, it's it's hard for me to dismiss it. And if it's nothing to do with race, just the optics are bad. And this is at at the very least. So just saying. And all he did was wash dishes, man. I just don't wash understand dishes. how you treat somebody like that for whatever they did. A hundred hours a week and didn't get paid for it? For real? And you're living got the dude living in squalor, by the way. This is not a nice apartment. This is some hole in a wall next to this restaurant. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's just hard, man. It's like it's almost like the perfect storm with this, you know, and and then for the location to be where it is, because unfortunately, we've been talking about South Carolina way too much the last month. <laughs> and I feel like every week we got something else coming out of South Carolina yet. We got we got scott talking that crazy so i mean it's I, you know i i'm not gonna be sad if you know 
it just like I I don't know, man. You know, I know international border stops at Georgia, but man, we might need to move up to North Carolina. And North Carolina might fall up in there too. I mean, we might as just take out the South. Let's just I was be ready to say, I mean, once you pass Maryland, you probably should just cut, cut, you know, cut. cut nah, man, don't pass Maryland. That means we we international. I ain't trying to do all that. But we are the same. We are the South. You 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 think because you live here all your life, you're not the South, man. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not. What I, I am I saying. Don't know, AG, as somebody who who has lived in the South, I have never considered Virginia Southern. Like I just. I think we're mixed okay. Up. Well, I tell you what, I have been to places that makes me want to strongly disagree. Now, oh I no, no, no! You see, you're mistaken. South with country. There's a lot of country places in Virginia. Hell, there are a lot of country places in New York. You can find country anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get that, but I'm still, I still, like I said, man, I do think that the farther south you go, the more intense it becomes. I will say that. Yeah. But to think that Virginia's not the no, not no. no. I'll just I'll say I will, this. I will never. Now it feels. I will say this. Once I get to, once I get to like, I don't know Woodbridge. Once I get to Woodbridge on ninety five, it starts to feel a little different. You mean Fairfax, basically? Well, no, Woodbridge is way out there. Woodbridge is right out the corner. I wouldn't say Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg country sale. But for me, once I get to Woodbridge, I feel a little different. You know, the racism gets a lot more discreet. Well, here's a problem. The problem is that you, you, if there is a Southern state in these Southern states, Virginia is one of them. I mean, we had how many presidents come from Virginia? They all had slaves. I mean, the Confederacy. Yeah, I get it. I'm just... and, and I mean, come on, man. Just talking about Thomas Jefferson alone will take us three or four hundred shows. I mean, just tracking down his his family lineage would be never. So, like, it is you got that, and I mean, remember, you got UVA. I mean, that's Thomas Jefferson built on the backs of slaves. That is a very problematic university. You got James Madison, and that's up north. That's still once again. I mean, the Confederacy's all up in Virginia. It's only an it's hour away, man. It's only an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> Off of 81, it's only an hour away. It's not, dude, I'm telling you. But I mean, I think for me, University of Virginia is um, complicated. I'll leave it there. If we could be complicated, they might as well be what they, what they are. But I understand what Moby is saying. I sure do. Because I've been through Alabama. I've been through Georgia. Um, North I've Carolina, certainly. And I think I think it has for me some of it has to do with the fact that it's not it's not, it's a devil I don't know, and in your case you do know it, but I ha but I feel differently. Um, like when I'm in North Carolina, mm, if I'm not on Duke's campus somewhere where it's like a, a vacuum, where I kind of feel safe, I don't like I don't like. But I never I didn't grow up there, and also I do know that the further south you go, the more intense it becomes. And so I'm like, mm, yeah, y'all can keep that. Got to go city to city, man. That, I realize that's that. your communication. I realize that. In North that. Carolina. Because there are stretches of 85 by itself that looks like 460 where there's a whole bunch of nothing. Truth. And, you know, but there's something there. It's just nothing I want to deal with. So, you know, it's, it, it's crazy. But I guess for once, I'm glad that at least one situation has now been taking hopefully taken care of 
I mean, it's very rare that we get some small victories. Truth. I get that. And, and by the know, way, to answer your question earlier, I don't think this guy get a dime. If I know looks can be deceiving, but this dude doesn't look like he's at five hundred thousand dollars lying around. Nah. Nah. But you know what? For for him to not be able to be in that environment at this point in time, that's a victory in itself. Truth. Yeah. But hopefully he gets something out of this. So, I mean, shock heard around the world, man. As if we needed more shootings. A sixth grade girl rolled up with a gun and started shooting in Idaho at the middle school? And then you sit here and I got to hear conversations from some people about how, like, guns are should just everybody should be able to get a gun now with that being said we don't still don't know how she got this gun or as they said she took it from her parents is that what it said later yeah. on yeah it said she removed she removed her it was her uh, parents handgun the real question to me is how, how we got here past the now forget the gun how do we get here how did this girl get here where it's like I've gone from a mild-mannered elementary school student to I'm going to shoot the place up. I mean... That's always the most interesting to me. But here it is. I mean, they still haven't said for what I... Like, I haven't got any updates on it. But, um, you know, some bullying is probably involved. And, you know, they're just... Kids, man. Kids are kids are mean people. I realize Some kids that, are mean I people. Mean, but I mean, when you got there, there are just times where you feel like you got nothing, and you just sick of people messing with you. Been there. And only thing you know is the almighty gun, because you know in this in this country, the almighty gun is held to so high a standard that it solves all your problems. However, if people will watch the movie Friday. Everybody talk about Smokey over there taking a dump, but nobody understands the story at the end when, you know, people want to use guns and Pop says, you know, back in my day, we fought with these and he held his fists up. When are we going to fight? I mean, if we're going to fight, never. you know, that was I mean, that, say, it's you gone. To it. never, ever. I, 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 to, I told you along, you know, many, many shows ago, I was like, man, with the invention of World Star and the Internet. <laughs> ain't nobody ever about to take a chance of catching the L with them hands, man. It just ain't happening no more, man. Yeah, it and and correction, I was looking at another um, site that was reporting on the story. They said originally it was a it, they thought it was a parent's handgun, but they now they say they don't know where she's obtained the handgun from. In Idaho, Idaho, man. I've been through Idaho. They got side houses, dog. In Idaho, apparently it they won for the man. potatoes. It doesn't matter. Because really? see, I mean, think about this. Maybe the maybe the little girl had been taking in all of these shootings, and maybe her situation, like you said, her situation got so desperate she felt like that was a solution. Yeah, I mean, it's just you so, know, it, it's I'm, sad, I'm just man. Saying, it is sad, but just think about that. That has become a solution. It could have. It happens so much. It happens so much. Then I mean, why I not? I feel like I feel like at this point in time, almost every other week, there's some type of shooting going on and it's and, going to continue to be that way yeah and it, another past tirade it's the participation trophy man 
participation trophy has helped bring into a generation of people that can't deal with um, not winning. They can't deal with not being good enough. They can't deal with anybody being critical of them because all of it gets called bullying and bullying has now attacked mental health. And now if you're sad enough, you can say you're depressed. And if you're depressed, now you get to get, do whatever you want to do. And people are going to make you the victim because we're all asking the question, like, what did it come to? Like, why, how did we get here with her? Well, the truth of the matter is like, yo, she killed people that might not had nothing to do with anything. <clears throat> like, why Why are we... I shouldn't... Because I know everybody's going to say she's a sixth grader. She might have stuff going on. So she's partly a victim too. But I'm sorry, when you the person pulling the trigger hard for me to call you a victim especially when everybody else in there got a book bag and you got a gun like if, if the story if the story was she was threatened by a whole bunch of girls that had jumped in the last week and she had the gun for protection maybe but not just walked up in the school at nine in the morning pulled that thing out the book bag and start pulling like no nah, you're not a victim no more you're an aggressor yeah now did did it so she didn't kill anybody you have though, a, did she the article yeah, i read I said just, she didn't kill anybody yeah, I I think she heard Mobi a probably people. got a yeah. Mobi may have a better article. Of, of no, 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 no. She article. did. I'm, I was just talking about in in general, like oh, okay. not a gun. <laughs> yeah, but he. I mean, he's right though. Like I said yeah. before, the most interesting question is how we get from A to Z. How do we go from an elementary school kid to I'm gonna shoot y'all for real? So I guess the next question is, like. I mean, I don't know much about Idaho. I just don't. It's deceptively I mean, affluent in places, but it's country, but it doesn't matter because there are people I mean, there. It, well, yeah, that's I about to say it, Idaho ain't too much different than any other state. No, man. man. Just, <laughs> but, but, but my question is, like, you know, other than the parents, like, a sixth grader just goes on the street and gets a gun for twenty dollars. I mean, is that what we're doing? Man, guns are not hard to obtain, man. Especially when you might have a cousin. It will yeah. in Idaho too. I mean, you don't you don't know because the parents might uh, be part of a group of hunters. Hunters carry handguns to finish a job sometimes. Yeah, and, I mean, she could you know she could have went to anybody's house and stole a gun. Yeah. Like we, we. I mean, and that's all possible. You know, I'm just I was curious. I mean, like because I, said, I, I, I doubt she walked up into a store and just purchased a handgun. Well, clearly not. You know so, and if she did, somebody needs to be fired. Well, like, depends depends on who you jail. ask. Somebody depends. need to go to jail. Well, so it still if, depends on who you ask. <laughs> so once again, and I guess maybe this is a law situation. If the gun was her parents' gun, and let's just say they left it out, is that the parents' responsibility now, or I think they could be like hell responsible for that's probably but, a law against but, that. Then, but then you'd have to prove that if it was her parents gun that they didn't take all the proper precautions to try to yeah. like like if they were like oh where did you keep the gun um and a shoebox underneath the bed okay maybe that's not the best place or if they're like yo we got a gun safe and we don't know how she got the combination we don't know how she got in it I totally mean, different yes yeah. because most you know? most gun people that i know are pretty safe with it they don't keep they don't even keep their ammo where the gun case is well you're not supposed to it's illegal so there's that but that doesn't mean anything that doesn't i mean know anything, when you're talking yes, about a kid illegal. that lives there every day there's some things that i knew that i don't think my parents knew that i knew you never know i mean man the possibilities are endless very true 
Very true. But hopefully those kids uh, um, who got hurt will make a full recovery. Uh, two kids and an adult, you know. Uh, the adult was treated and released, and the two kids, a boy and a girl, had non-life-threatening injuries. But they so, may, need, may need some surgery. Yeah. Which either she did not try to shoot them or try to hurt them, and she just shot it like random. The qu- then the question is, does she know how to use it? No, I think I think that she was just too light, <laughs> and when that recoil happened, she just was a bad shot. Because I'm, a, I was amazed to get to the end of the article and find out she didn't kill anybody. It's pretty hard to do in a classroom full of folk. Yeah, yeah and in an enclosed setting, that, yeah. that is an accomplishment. Yeah, you, you, I mean, she shot just, three times. You just grazed some people. I don't think she understood what it is to shoot a gun. Yeah. I think those three shots were her first three shots ever. Yeah. So. So. Well, you know, hopefully Idaho will, you know, the location will recover. Um, it's a good thing nobody did pass away, you know. But, I mean, here you go. This happened in Idaho, so doesn't it, it could happen anywhere? So, everybody stay vigilant. You know, if you got children, stop, drop, and roll, baby. If they on fire or if they hear gunshots, stop, drop, and roll. Stop playing. You know. Um. So yeah. Um. So the next, the last thing we'll get into before we get to the my five, I don't think this will take too long, but I thought it was an interesting um, article. So, in we have a situation in which um, we have a parent, two parents, um, one is black, one is white, child mixed, and is fighting for the the father who is black is fighting for custody. And the mother, who is white, has a rock in her yard that is painted like a Confederate flag. So, normally this really wouldn't be a big deal. However, this is in New York. And in New York, um, there are laws against things such as this. Uh, so, because... Um, uh, What's his face? Uh, Mayor um, Cuomo signed a law preventing the sale of Confederate flags and other hate symbols like it, such as a swastika or state property. It also severely limits the flag's display unless deemed relevant to serving an educational or historical purpose. And literally, it's a, fl- it's a rock beside a tree in the yard. So I don't know if it's any type of historical purpose there, but basically father is like, Yo, I want full custody be basically because, you know, I guess baby mama's a racist and then he doesn't want his kid to be raised in that type of environment, especially with the the way the world is going at this moment. Um and that sort of thing. And then apparently mom doesn't necessarily help it at all. So you know, I guess the first question is anywhere other than New York, this rock wouldn't be an issue but in new york state they're laws so i don't i don't know if i'd say in anywhere else because in the custody battle i think everything can be relevant so you're well, right well, it might not be a law but this yeah. this damn sure could 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 play into effect when it comes to custody battle well the funny thing is about that was the the dad had brought this up in the first round where the mom won 
and no one was no no one said anything about it but he did say something and my my actually my first question was i had to stop and stop the article and say wait a minute if the child is mixed that means the daddy black huh so the yeah, bbc I, is I okay like, but did, i'm like yeah, for real did, did you did you know about this before you smashed that's what i'm saying <laughs> because look man that's what, what, a problem. Was that was that thing that you slanging so good that it was able to see through her hatred of your people? Maybe he he was olive complexion. <laughs> well, I you mean, know there know. is such a thing as Mandingo. Just saying. Wow. I mean, I don't know nothing about that. Sorry. Well, I'm just letting you know that the the mistress of the plantation was rocking the BBC, and I'm just saying. Now at the end, Ken Norton does end up in a you know steaming water in a cauldron. I get that, but. She was liking the BBC, bro. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe she was torn. Maybe she was like, I hate the blackness in you, but I love the blackness in me. Yes. That's not, <laughs> that's not being torn. That's just being that's pragmatic. I mean, I the, want the BBC, baby, but I still don't like you. I'm going to the clan meeting out if I get it. I'm just saying. And then let's, I mean, let's just throw it on top. You know, clearly after the situation happened and she realized she was with child, Clearly, she she must be. I'm gonna assume there's some Catholic going on because she didn't. Truth. She did not try to abort the job. Truth. I mean, I mean, maybe she only hates half of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe when the custody hearing is over, like she only hate him on you know the dad's weekends. Like I love you Monday through Friday, but when you when your dad pick you up, I hate you too, nigga. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Moby in the house. <laughs> I know, right? We just we just dropping the bombs today. And now the the the, the the idea that the 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 lawyer representing the child is politicizing something that's not really a political to me. Because to me, I'm like, this is a rabbit hole. I'm like, I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. First of all, the dad brought this up. Y'all did nothing. So whatever happened to get it back here, it's out there now, and it's well, an issue. But my thing is, I'm like, well, how do you well, have a mixed child living in, a, in an environment where half of her has three-fifths of value of a dollar? First of all, you're assuming that this person cares. No, I'm just, I'm just You're saying. right. When it, when it comes to Confederate flags, there's only one of two different people. There's one there's one type of people person that knows that it represents racism and hatred towards black people, and it's the other half of people that are too stupid to know that that's what it means. And either one of them, I don't necessarily want to bear a child with. So it still comes back. <laughs> it still comes back to the Mandingo effect. So, and as far as the other thing, this law went into effect in December. So realistically, he did bring it up earlier, but I guess there is no. There was no legal ramification that he could use. He could be like, yo, she got a Confederate flag in her, in her yard. So, But I'm just saying what Moby said about custody, custody battles yeah, custody in battle, you, you feel like that? I feel like that should have at least come into play. Like, all right, like, well, Especially I mean, in a mixed race relationship, you have a mom. And I think she just won because she's the mom. And there's no, that's not a problem. That's the way things go. However, yeah, that's what I was about to say. You got to prove her unfit. But even some moms have to have a little bit of you know cleanliness in their character and if you have a half black daughter and you rocking the confederate flag that you painted that's in your yard that's a little problematic in family court or it should be 
And well, this dude made it seem like, I can't believe you're politicizing this. Well, that sounds like shut up and dribble to me. Well, and I, and, the, and I guess the thing is, before, it's one of those things you can just dismiss it. I don't care. I don't want to deal with that. And as a, as a judge, they can do that. But now, you really can't because you got to deal with the legal side of it. Because she could go, this could make her technically unfit because she may have to go away for a while. I don't know what the, it doesn't say what the, the consequences are, but I mean, there may be some consequences that could then prove her, yeah, um, you can't have this kid. So, um, you know, and that's the difference between then and now, you know? Uh, so, I, I, I think it's crazy. I think the whole thing's crazy. Like I and, said, for me, I don't, the rabbit hole I went down, it just, it was blurred lines. I think that if you are the parent of a mixed race person and you have, you have the optics of going to a clan meeting on your off weeks, that's just not good. I don't care. I just, just not good. I'm like, okay, if that's yeah, what we're doing. But once again, it's not illegal to go to a clan meeting. I never said it was, but this is family court. But anything yeah, can be said, damaged. Yeah, not illegal. Yeah, when it comes to custody, it ain't got to be illegal. It can, it's supposed to be harmful for a child. Right. Because, okay, I'll take, okay, let's, let's use something extreme to get my point across, to get our point across. Yeah. Which yeah. is if you are a single parent and you're in a custody battle, I don't think that your day job of being a sex worker is going to help you. Being a sex you know, worker I, is not illegal. I'll, I'll give it a, a even more closely related analogy. I bet if the kid was half Jewish and there was a swastika in the front yard, That's, yeah. I, be, I bet custody court would have taken effect then. They'd have been like, whoa, 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 we can't do this. We had this conversation about <laughs> the difference between black people and well, Jews. We had this conversation. Yeah. That's much and more so, intense. I'm glad you said that. That is much more intense. Well, and it's and it's important that we also say that they actually rule with this rock situation. If it's not removed by June first, quote, its continued presence presence shall constitute a change of circumstances, unquote. Which basically means if you don't get this rock out of here, this could this could fall negatively upon the mom. And so basically, they're giving her look, get rid of stupid rock. Don't make don't make us use this against you. But if it's still there on June the 2nd, we will use this against you and you will lose your kid. But, but think about how that sounds, though, because like I, I said, in, right. in, in, the, in the example that I gave, they wouldn't be like, hey, we're going to give you till June 1st, remove that swastika. They would be like, yo, you are in an unfit environment for this child to be in. Therefore, you know, we're not giving you no timeline to remove it. You are basically showing your hand right now and we're going to do what the best interest for the child is. And that's the difference between court and family court. Like I said, it doesn't have to be illegal for you to look bad because it's the whole this family court seems to me and I've never been there. But family court seems to me as depicted as, you know, who's got the best character. Now, women have a Ooh. real big head start. But I'm yeah, saying I'm, I'm about to say, yeah, it's, you know, I ain't say everybody had a good character. <laughs> I said who has the best one or who, who has the who, who can prove that they have the best one. And I'm saying if this is family court. Then, like Moby said, which is a much more intense and cut and dry situation, half Jewish and a swastika, a swastika in the in the yard, that is much more cut and dry. So well, and there is, is so as black people, there is no difference. And like I said, the court ruled 
And in, in what you were saying, Ruben, the court ruled that way probably because of what you said. It's like now it's the law. I have to interpret the law. I have to enforce the law. I have to make an executive decision. And this is it. If you don't get that out by June 1st, June 2nd, you will be by yourself. Period. Or with your white kids. I mean, in the story. So, like I said, man, it, it's it's a bizarre situation because I'm with Moby. How you gonna give up the BBC to somebody you know is a racist? Or did you know that? Or did you not care? And did you want? I mean, did maybe you, that alcohol just cut the roll. Hey, man. <laughs> I told hey, man. you go watch Mandingo. That that day, the mistress of the plantation just so wanted silly. the BBC, man. You're so silly. I'm just saying. I mean, it's probably it's probably a, a a college party gone bad. And she decided to jump on the wild side a little bit. And mm, next yeah. thing you know, we had a kid. And maybe, he's trying maybe to... She, maybe she's just a half-ass hater. Maybe, like, she want to hate black people, but she's just like, I can't I can't fully commit to it because I still want that thing. Maybe she didn't get that <laughs> thing no more. She probably scared to death of that thing because that thing gave her a kid. Or or maybe, maybe <laughs> she didn't even put that rock in the front yard until they stopped seeing each other no more. Maybe she's just like, you know what? You were the last one. <laughs> But I still I'm miss that Mandingo. You don't believe me? E-Money 757. Women have the upper hand overall. That is true in affairs of the heart. There the is no hand, denying the that. upper hand. They have both hands. And, and the guy generally goes in the court with one of them tied behind his back. <laughs> this has been the first time in a long time I've seen a chance when a guy got a chance to win. <laughs> but I mean, again, I'm telling you, women have a head start. But anytime a woman is in has her character in question as far as being an unfit parent, you got to be real bad as a woman, for real. Yeah. You got to be awful. I mean awful. Well, so this rock is making her awful, well, apparently. it is what it is. <laughs> It'd be oh, like man. Charlie Brown. I got a rock. <laughs> that was funny. You know, that was funny. <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and pass I, I even on got that. Moby laughing at me. That's hard to do. <laughs> That's hard wow. to do. He never laughs at my jokes. That's hard I to had, do. I, I had to. Re- I had to think about the Charlie Brown scene too. Like, <laughs> I got a rock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. And then Charlie Brown gets thrown up in the after. Hey man. All right. So it's funny that you know the last thing we talked about was Moby, because right now the my five is about him. It is five questions with Moby time. That's right. I just made that sound. That was up. It was awful. I mean, it is what it is, bro. <laughs> Don't do it again. See, you talked it up. That ain't, that ain't even. That shouldn't even count. Hey, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I so, got a question from Moby. I mean, that's it's five questions with Moby time. Moby, you ready? I mean, I'm here. I mean, okay. <laughs> he said, "I'm here." That's the yeah, standard okay. boilerplate answer. I'm here. <laughs> All right, Ag, what you got for? Him? I, this is my question to you. I know, well, I feel like that I know that you love Georgia. And based on some of the things that I've heard from you, the move from Georgia to here was abrupt. Have you got, now you've been here long enough in the 757 to be a native as far as I'm concerned. Have you really gotten used to this place or do you still miss Atlanta? I was never in Atlanta for real. I was in Savannah. Savannah. Oh, that's right. My bad. Do you still, yeah. I mean, I said, do you ever, I mean, do you still, are you still heartbroken by that? Do you miss it? I mean, in, in a word, 
No, I mean, because if you if most people if you ask me where I'm from, most people I just tell Virginia because I've been here longer. Okay, I've been here longer now. But I mean, are there things I miss about Georgia? Yeah. Are are there um are there some things that like I get nostalgic for when it comes to Georgia? Yeah. Like when I go back there, there are a lot of things I miss. But I mean, on the real. Like I've been in Virginia most of my life anyway. I mean, my grandma's here. So even when I lived in Georgia, I was still here part of the time anyway. So moving from Georgia to Virginia wasn't like moving to a foreign land to me. It was just like I wasn't going back to Georgia anymore. Okay. I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah. Devil goes back to Georgia, man. No, it's the devil came down to Georgia. And please don't do that again. It doesn't really matter. It really kind of does. To the people who like it, yeah, it does matter. See, uh, yeah. <laughs> see, minimal. And All I right. love that backhanded disrespect too. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> that's cold. That was cold. He just laughed at my joke, didn't disrespect. That's cold, man. But that's Moby. <laughs> Moby's in the house. <laughs> All right. So, um, my first question for you today is: Is there something you learned before you turn eighteen? Like something that you learned that you kept with you that you still use today? Any lesson? Um, that's a really broad and yet detailed question all at the same time. That's what I do. Um, lesson I learned before 18, I still... Um, I guess I could do some cliche things. I could say like bros before hoes or something like that. But um I'm have something a little bit more <laughs> bros before hoes. <laughs> um actually yeah. Um and I guess I learned it before I turned 18. I didn't really understand it till I was after older than 30. You know what I'm saying? As, as weird as that sounds. Um I guess it's grandma related. Um my grandma was constantly being nice and doing stuff for other people that at the end of the day, I would describe as ain't shit people. And she did it with a smile all the time. And I never understood why. And she used to always say that, you know, you don't, you don't act towards others the way they act towards you. You act towards them the way you want somebody to act towards you. And I never got it because to me, it felt like you were just being used. So before I turned 18, I used to hear it all the time. Like I used to see my grandma doing stuff for people all the time, but I never understood or really grasped why she was doing it and why she found enjoyment and joy out of doing for others that probably wouldn't do the same for her. And then as I got older, I realized that there's like a, there's like a level of currency and wealth that exists for doing for others um, that you don't necessarily ever have to cash in from those people. You get it from the rest of the world. Because even though those people may not ever do anything in return for my grandma, there's a whole town of people that, you know, go to Miss Howard House anytime she needs something. And that's because of who she is. So that's a lesson I learned before I was 18. I ain't quite get it till I was old, until I was older. Okay. Word, word. Have you seen that happen? As far as what? Like the 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 currency come back to your your grandma. Heck yeah. My grandma, you know, this whole COVID thing, I had to tell people to stop going to my grandma's house. 
because you know people always wanted to make sure she was all right so if it meant bringing her something to eat doing something and and this is not her asking for it just people people in the neighborhood around just always look out for that's good stuff right there grandmas are the best man they are all right ag now last week you asked me how i got into nascar and you led with your you you uh being into drag racing so my question to you is the same question you asked me what was your introduction how did you get there to drag um, racing? The, the person the, how i got into drag racing and i wouldn't say i'm full-fledged into it anymore but when i was a kid i was i was all about it right and and part of it was um my cousin e because his dad was big in drag racing that he's actually rebuild old cars and then drag race them so we okay. go out there um and then you know we were big into the hot wheel collections with cars so you know I'm, i was i was tricking out hot wheel cars trying to um pretend that i was at the drag strip so yeah the, my introduction to it was just actually going to the track and it's it's totally different watching it on tv or having somebody talk about it and actually being at the track and not being able to hear for days later because how loud it is out there it's a whole different experience man so yeah man man talking it up man i would love to go back out to another drag race again man just just because it's been probably two decades well now it's been since i left south carolina since i actually went to a drag strip okay that's what's up i, I remember not being able to hear it for two days man that, <laughs> that ringing just stays there man oh my <laughs> goodness gracious being at a track with no ear protection nope, makes you nauseous none. It makes you nauseous. So wow. that's cool. That's real cool. Cause I didn't know that. So yeah. So it's, you talking about you talking about e money, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got. When are you gonna be on the show? Cause I want to ask him stuff. Man, we, we were trying to do something before the show. Man, we are gonna get to it. Man, you know, schedules clash. You know, he. You know, he's a responsible adult. So. Oh, you're not. Not, not. not not as much as him. So sometimes you know, I got work with his schedule. You know. I hear that. Well, it's going to be a good show when he's on. Can't wait. Because this story about, he dead, man. He dead. I cannot wait to hear his side of this. <laughs> All right. All right. Mo B. I can't stand him at all. Where did you get your love for hats, dog? Because you got a collection. No, he's got all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't even really know. I don't even know when it started. Like, um, yeah, I can't even say I truly know when it started. I think, I think back in like the mid '90s, people were starting to do like the fitted hats, and that was like a thing. If you had a fitted hat of your team, so I was just like, yo, I want a fitted hat. And then I was starting to get big into, you know, I was trying, I was trying to find my style. So I was like, look, I'm gonna try to have hats to match my shoes. I've always been in the shoes. So I like really it just started as like an accessory to the shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like females can, you know, do the do the purse with the shoes. You know, they can they can accessorize that way. So my accessory of choice became hats. You know what I'm saying? So I just hats with, with shoes. And I mean it's it it just never died. Like a lot of people thought, oh, you started wearing hats when you started, you know, losing your hair. And I'm like, no. Like I had a whole bunch of hair rocking hats all the time. Like I just I was always in the hats. I don't know why. Um, I don't know when it truly started. I, w- I know it probably started in high school because before then, because the fitted hats used to cost a lot of money too. So you couldn't just get a fitted hat 
you know, you talking about twenty, twenty-five dollars a pop. So when I first started getting my own income, that was what I was spending my money on: shoes and hats. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I wish I could give you a better answer, but it just now I just feel weird without a hat. Like they joke with me at the gym, man. I play basketball in a hat. They, they everybody just them up. You mess up the hat with the sweat. Man, you know how many hats I got, man? I got certain yeah. hats. Nah. Got them all. Yeah. yeah I got, I, <laughs> like most people get Jordans and shoes and stuff. He got some of that, but he got hats for days. He got hats, a, He's got a container with nothing but hats in it. Well, That's actually, true. I do want to say and one it, thing about this like whole thing. Is I respect the hustle with the hat and the shoes. I would always see dudes like you and go, I just don't have the energy. I love it, but I don't have the energy. It's always been my thing, man. Just, I hear you. Well, wait a minute. What's a your, if you're a sneakerhead, what's your shoe of choice? What's your oh, Desert man. Island shoe? What's your des- Desert Island shoe? Man, that that changes all the time, man. Because like I don't, I don't just have like one shoe that I like. I just love. Like to be honest, I'm not really a big Jordan fan. Like I have some Jordans, but I don't really have a lot. Like back in the day, my shoes of choice had a lot to do with my hats because I'm like, yo, I got all these hats. I'm trying to have shoes to match them. So I was real big into the Pumas and Adidas because you can get a whole bunch of different ones with different colors for for cheap, you know, for for cheaper than spending $200 on some J's. Right. I was like, man, I can get four pair of Pumas and three pair of low top Adidas for the same price. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. No. But a secondary question with that. Do you feel like you're an honorary member of NWH? Really, bro? <laughs> really? You know, there's so many people who don't even know what you made reference to. But I feel... Hey, G, did you see that movie? What? The, no, but I did it, watch CB4. Okay, I did so watch you're, CB4. You're halfway there. I know. But and, I just want to let y'all know that. And I went on vacation right when I saw it on vacation. So I, I forgot about it. But I watched CB4. I was, it was not as bad as I thought. And to answer your question, Ruben, yeah, because if I didn't have, because <laughs> if I didn't have hats, I, you know, I couldn't be NWH. That's a whole different group of niggas. <laughs> we niggas, this, we niggas with hats. <laughs> wow. Because you know, back in the day, when the slave masters used to have us out there in them fields, and the sun beating down our head, we ain't had nothing to protect us from the sun. So now we like, yo, we got hats now, nigga. Really? <laughs> really? Favorite black hat. You see it. Oh now I gotta really sit That's, down and watch this now. Not just for you, for everybody, but you gotta watch it in order. You gotta watch CB4. I've already seen. Then you CB4. gotta watch. I know. Well, I'm, I'm talking to everybody. You gotta watch CB4. Then you gotta watch Favorite Black Hat. It's all combined. It's the most awesome five hours of movie. That move, combined movies that you will ever watch on TV. Well, watch. Just, just It'll never me, be on TV. This is not a spoiler alert, folks. But when you watch CB4, the most I can't unring this bell moment is Chris Rock with panties on. Not cool. Just not cool. I can't get that image out of my head. It's awful. Oh, God. straight, straight, straight out of low cash. Right? Oh my God, straight out of low cash. Cause I'm black, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Cell block four. Wow. Okay. All right. Last uh, question for me is what was the turning point event or line that you said to Winter that changed everything in your relationship to what it is now? Ooh. Ooh. 
What was that moment? What What did you say to her? And she was just clicked, and it was like, oh, this is my dude right here. This is my person. I, I don't know. And well, I mean, as, as yeah, I said she as a guy, I me, mean, I feel like the thing that you say. It's not I love you because that's you know anybody can say that. Right. I think I think when you legitimately say I ain't going nowhere. I mean, but I mean, what, I, I, mean what, I know, was, was I know that, that I know that sounds like really really small, but it's like like when 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 she can be in the midst of being mad at me, and I'm like, look, I ain't going nowhere. Like you ain't gotta like me, but I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't there wasn't a moment there wasn't something that I mean, led up to you saying because that's a big those are big words coming from someone like you. Because that that that's currency that that's that currency just equals I love you. I mean. I think what it I would probably say the thing that let her know that I was um I guess being legit about it, you know, when I when I went to buy my first like literally buy my first house or, or condo, like I was about to start going to look, having a realtor and everything, and I was like, You coming with me, right? And she was like, why? And I was like, because you're going to live there too. And I think maybe that's when she knew I was serious. I was like, you're going to live there too. Ain't no point you, you know, getting getting your own place still. And you're going to be over here most of the time. <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> <laughs> you gave her that cheesy, <laughs> you gave that cheesy Arnold Jackson smile for real. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying yeah. like, why, why, he should probably I, why, ain't wrong. why should I have to keep driving to your place? Or 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 you coming to my place when we can just be in the same place? Understood. Understood. I mean, he probably ain't wrong. No, I mean, no. That's, I mean, I literally did say you coming with me, right? And she was like, "For what?" I was like, "I mean, you gonna live here too? I mean, you kind of already live with me anyway." Yeah. Understood. That was about right. Understood. Wow. And that's how winter wow. became summer. Oh, or. No, no, that's a well, no, no, and that's legit. That is legit. Yes, yes, yes. Her sister's name Summer. So yes, and that's all we need to talk about. All we talk about. Just let it go. Let it go, AJ. I'm not gonna say a word. So I hope we know Moby a lot better now. I mean, man, what is gonna what is gonna laugh when she hear this stuff? I mean, no, I know. She'll probably. I know she like She's probably like that's pretty accurate. I mean, no, I'm talking about the summer joke. That's that's funny. Well, she. It's not like she ain't heard it before. Like, yeah, I wasn't joking. I mean, you I know, kick it up a notch when you started talking about. Well, you live, you gonna live here too? Moby strikes me as the type of husband. Be like, I paid the rent, baby. What's up? <laughs> nah, I've I've always had this like real delusional thing that like one day i'm gonna like outgrow having to like do gifts and stuff like one day i wanted to be like our anniversary I'm like what'd you get me and like hey let's come outside i gotta show you outside we just walk outside and we turn around and i look at the house and i'd be like look at all that we've got look at all <laughs> that i've given you like you know? <laughs> and then it's gonna be like you know <clears throat> what do you get me i paid that light bill this month 
I got nothing. Glad you got some lights, baby. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I got now, now, granted, I said I one day hope to grow there. I, I know I'm not there, and I never will be. That's a dream. It's it's an unattainable goal. That's called a fantasy. Yeah, it's just an unattainable goal because as a guy, we're kind like I don't know how the scoring system works, it and does. I don't, and I don't. No, no, no. It does work. I don't know how it works though. And I never know what the score is. I just know as a male in a relationship, you're always behind. Yes, he's right. Like it, it does. I don't know what the score is. I don't know how much I'm down by, but I always know I'm trying to come back. I'm always like, yo, if I hit like 10 threes, I might, I might be able to bring this thing close or no, not enough. And not I, I know I'm never going to, but like yeah, being, being a male and any relationship is really just constantly being behind and being aware that you're behind <laughs> actually being in a relationship really if you think about it from that point of view is like paying a mortgage and you'll yeah, that that but, never that you never stop paying for interest you see how about i say but there is the no principle you you can paid. you can see the end date to the mortgage like you can pull it up the statement and everything you actually can see that number yes but in a relationship as a guy if you're in a relationship you're constantly behind and if you're a guy out there listening and you don't feel like you're behind you're single true because those are the only people that re don't think they're behind because if you're in a relationship you know I all that's why we do things like say got some brownie points yeah i did this I had to get some points i, I scored some points you know why we're constantly trying to score points because we're constantly losing we can never win <laughs> we're just our victory is still being in the game. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> you know, I've never seen that much passion out of you. Because <laughs> like, we're not winning. <laughs> think, think about it this way. Like, you're right. Like, I'm losing already. And even if I, and I'm not even in the game, I'm still on the bench. So I haven't even had a chance to score. So if I were to, once I get in a relationship, Man, man, I'm just hoping Ruben, I get you, six man. Ruben, you're you're the NFL draft right now. Like you're scouting, you've got a mock draft. You, even if you pick somebody right now, you don't know how it's going to work out. So right now, everybody's happy. When you're single, you're scouting recruits, and you think everybody is going to work. And then when you get in a relationship, that's when they're actually on your team, and you get to see: Did we do our due diligence in scouting this person? Nah. She asked the Raiders about something like that. Just saying. Nah. Just saying. At this point in time, as a Raiders fan, I just assume whoever we draft ain't gonna work. And I'm that's not. that's that's literally how I get through the draft. Like I almost don't even pay attention to who the Raiders pick because I figure whoever the Raiders pick, we did the other thirty-one teams a favor because hey, now you know at least one person that ain't gonna work. Actually, I was just talking about one situation that is Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> But I mean, the bottom line. But there's, is, so, but there's so many other situations yeah, I can say. You're not wrong. He's you're just not the wrong. big one. He is the biggest. But my thing is, Ruben, the thing what we're talking about is, as a dude, you have to be number one. You have to be able to wear all the hats. I mean, you almost have to be able to get pregnant for a woman to be truly happy, because you have to be able to do your job. And women are the only people in a relationship that can give you a label, and no one gets pissed off. That's first. Because we're not allowed to label women. 
They get to do anything, say anything, whatever. The only person in a relationship that's going to yell is a woman. The only person in a relationship that's going to perpetrate violence is a woman. And when I say this, they get away with it. So what he's saying is you starting from behind. Understand that you will always be behind. But this is the job. Everything that you can possibly do to make your woman happy has to be done on a daily basis. Now, some of the things don't have to be done all the time. You schedule those things. However, they need to be done. My suggestion to you is understand who you are. So that's your all things being equal part. But you have to be so discerning when you pick somebody because being married and having a number one draft pick, that's a bust. You <laughs> set your organization, set your organization back decades <laughs> and as much money. So don't ever say what you think aloud because we're not allowed to um, criticize women at all, but criticize them in your head. Watch game film. I mean, be honest about it. What you can't and, deal and, with, you're never going to be able to deal with. And, and men, let me, let me, any man out there listening, yourself included, Ruben, like you got to get you a team. And when I say you got to get you a team, you got to get you a team of like-minded men to talk to. And, and women, I just want y'all to know that I know a lot of women have quote unquote, you know, girl talk with they, you know, with their female friends and which we would describe as man bashing sometimes because that's what it feels like. And that's okay. You know why it's okay? Because we do the same thing. We just have a safer space to do it. So get you a good group of dudes that you can talk all your shit to. Cause you know, you ain't going to say half the shit you say to your friends when you get home to her. Like, yo, I talk big shit when my wife ain't around. Big shit. I get home, I don't say none of that stuff, man. In my head, I say it. Like, I got mind control over her. Like, girl, you don't even know all the shit I'm saying about you in my head. But what generally comes out is, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, no, matter, no matter what ill thought I have in my head, like, man, I be having some of the greatest comeback disses ever. And it always comes out with, look, I'm sorry. Look, I won't, I won't even, I ain't want me to make you feel that way. I'm sorry. Now, my question to you, Moby, is how long have you been married? I carry the one. Oh, <laughs> Going on 12. That lets you know everything he's saying is true. <laughs> because if you don't do what he just said, you're screwed. And and you can't you can't just say I'm sorry and you're right. You got to be able to emote that you actually believe it and it's okay if you don't because most of the time we don't because because we're too logical so some and and most of these arguments aren't founded with logic they're founded with emotion and if you try to combat emotion with logic that's a recipe for failure um for violence and for just a volatile explosion of bullshit that you don't really want to deal with like as a guy when you get really really mature in your relationship your goal is to have as much quiet in your space as possible and you know quiet can occur if she's pissed off happy wife happy life dumbest saying ever but it's true it's the oh. dumbest saying ever happy wife happy life like 
bruh you're always losing so how can you make her happy she's already winning every day she should be happy like you shouldn't have to do anything you're you're constantly like if i was in first place every time i woke up i'd be happy you wouldn't you couldn't tell me nothing it's, it's like being a black man in white america it's like being a black man in white america oh god yeah because her knee is on your neck and she's not looking to get up bro the only hands thing, in her pocket. Hands I'm, in her pocket, Exactly. Too. Casual. Exactly. All I'm saying to you is, because all of this is true, what I'm saying to you, I've, I've always said, is make sure that she gives you what you can deal with. Because every woman's your boss, but you can't work for every boss. That's make good. sure that you can follow her lead. Because, again... All women are not created equal. Love is a performance-driven business. Women don't have to adhere to that rule. What I'm telling you is once you find a woman that can adhere to that rule and lead benevolently, then you got yourself a good one. Man, I can simplify it even more than that, man. Make sure you find somebody that wants to get to the same point in life as you. Just know y'all going to take totally different paths to get there. You're probably going to take the logical straightforward let's go right here she's gonna want to go all over here explore her feelings go 10 steps evaluate her past deal with daddy issues make you part of her daddy issues do all these other things but as long as her core values get to the same place yours are you can tolerate all that other stuff and i say this to say look it ain't all bad trust me there's there's nothing all bad about it it's just a different way of doing things like me Ruben, if you've got a problem with me, you say what the problem is. I go, oh shit, my bad. Let me do things differently. And we we done. It don't generally work like that in any relationship with a member of the opposite sex that I've ever been involved with. It generally is, is a standoffish thing. I have to figure out who who's, you know, what I did wrong. I have to play a game of blues clues. And and where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Hey. <laughs> Just saying, man. Just saying. I mean, m most relationships between men and women in relationships, most arguments really should only take about five minutes. However, it never works that way because we start arguing about you start arguing about something that happened yesterday, last week. This why your daddy ain't shit, and you go through all this other stuff before you just get to the actual point of like why you leave the toilet seat up. Like, damn, my bad. I was I was rushing. You know, I didn't I didn't. I don't do that, by the way. I got three women in my house. I know better than that. But um, yeah, I'm just saying, most arguments are generally small things. And we, and I say we because guys do it too, we turn it into a bigger thing because women make arguments out of their emotion and men make arguments out of their ego. He's preaching to you. I mean, I'm just sitting here listening, man. I can tell. You know. <laughs> but right but right now man just enjoy man just enjoy the scouting process you know everybody's happy every team's happy at the draft man right now you at the draft i'm sick of being at draft <laughs> i mean yeah eventually, eventually you got to pick somebody and you know you gotta you gotta work with them you know you gotta coach them up or, Man, I wish yeah. it was. I wish it was. I was gonna say. I wish I'm it was. Not using you that terminology. Them. I wish it was you coaching them up because really it turns into the, her trying to coach you up. 
Yeah. Like you the general manager that drafted the player and the player's teaching you what to do. Most backward shit ever. Is it? No. (laughs) It's just backwards because I don't like it. That's it. Uh, Like I said, black man in in America. You know what? I'm going to use Ruben's term. It's just stupid. (laughs) And there's your oversimplification of the day. It's just stupid. I don't know. And I haven't even done it once today. That's very true. You've done it. Well, I did it for you. It's just stupid. Don't do that for me. I do enough for myself. So I'm going to play Ruben now. What's on your mind, Ruben? No, I'm going last. You going last? I'm going last. I'm calling my card. What's on your mind, Moby? Besides losing. I was going to say, I felt like that was 10 minutes of what's on his mind. (laughs) Besides losing, besides losing, man, bro, I I am winning. I mean, you know, for the most part. I'm, I'm doing the best I can winning-wise, you know? I'm breathing, living, saw all the important, saw all the important women in the life today, mom, grandma, wife, daughters, you know, living a dream. Understood. Um, living a dream, paying a mortgage, you know, <laughs> looking at people have a good time on Saturday night while I think about yard work I have to do on Sunday. <laughs> wow. You know, just... You know, just really, bro. Really? <laughs> Fake ass tears, really. <laughs> no, nah, man. Um, honestly, man, it's really nothing on my mind, man. Like, you know, I kind of got my spill out about the Mother's Day thing earlier. So, nah, man, life is good, man. Okay. Well, what's on my mind is I was watching Squat the other day, and da, 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 yo, the movie or the TV that. show? The TV show. Oh, yeah. I think it's all right. Tico hates your mom more. Moby hates your mom more, so I don't hate him. He, he well, that's anyway. your words. That, I don't that, hate your mom more. I just don't think he's a good actor, and apparently that turns into me hating him. I just don't think he's a good actor. That's he he's definitely plays the same type of person constantly. Yeah, he, he, he's just not a good actor. He's typecast. I don't know the dude. Yeah, I, I never. I want to say I don't know. He just plays the same. He seems like to me he's typecast and stuff. But that's not the issue. The thing is, it was I was watching SWAT, and one of the main characters on the show that was was white. Um, was complaining because you know just if I was a cop I would sort of complain about it too everybody wants to defund the police this and that and the other guy felt threatened he's doing his job every day tries to do a good job and people hate him I get that emotionally I get it but then when you talk to a black officer about that your your perspective should change and he was a little bit more irritated because you know he just is not black he's white so there's a lot of things that a lot of information he does not have and so I'll get, I said, I understand that too. Well, another officer overheard all this and make a long story short, thought that he was a racist too, which wasn't the case. But he got involved, found out the dude was a racist. He goes back to the black officer. Black officer's like, you gotta do something about this, man. And if you know anything about cops or any kind of gang, Turning on your own for good reason or bad reason is a bad thing. You're going to blow up your entire life. Make a long story shorter. That's what happened. He finally got around to doing. Well, no, I'm going to say that because that's just not cool. He finally got rid of the conflict in his life to really see what the problem was as it was. And he did the right thing. So he gets blasted by this dude which is lower in rank than him in the middle of SWAT headquarters. And so the black officer was like, what happened? And he says, well, I did the right thing. 
All Shamar Moore was basically like, okay. So I'm sitting here going, this dude just blew up his life to do the right thing is all you talking about is, okay, what's next? Well, wait a minute, back up. My problem with all of this is if somebody that doesn't have to make a sacrifice for you makes a sacrifice for you, honor that as opposed to blowing it off because you don't think they've done enough or critique it to the point to where it doesn't matter at all. Now, this could be anything. This doesn't have to be a white man doing something for the black movement or whatever it is. This could be any, this could be your parents. This could be anybody that stands up for you in a place that's dangerous for them when they don't really have to. I just think we need to respect that a little more than we actually do. Because all I hear, especially nowadays, I'm listening to a particular podcast. It's like all we do is critique what white folks do when they do. And I'm like, at some point... Don't we just say thank you? I appreciate what you did. I appreciate you dying. I appreciate you getting beat over the head with me. At some point, critiquing what these people are doing because we're not satisfied with the act is is a little bit of a mess for me. So all I'm saying is due respect is important going both ways. Because I don't think we'd appreciate it if we went out of our way when we didn't have to and somebody said, okay, what's next? So just respect one another. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. So what's on my mind? You know, I really haven't talked about my journey in a while. So I'm going to bring that up very briefly. Um, You know, first season, we talked a little bit about me and my battles of losing weight and stuff like that. You know, doing keto, getting more exercise in, hating the fact that you know, I'm trying to get some LBs down. Now, this season, you know, I've dealt with the COVID and I lost about almost 30 pounds with that, but I gained back like 25, which is fine because my energy level was poopy. My body hadn't gotten to the energy level, so it's just whatever. But, you know, as I say on the show and in my life, you have to celebrate the small victories because you just really don't know when you'll have another one, another victory of anything. So today I'm going to share with you a small victory. These are a pair of pants that I've probably had for like five years. No BS. Now, I'm going to try to put it up to the camera. Uh, 46 inch waist. 30 inch height because I'm short. And they still too long because I'm real short. So big old pants. And small victories. Small victories are. I can't fit in these pants anymore. They're too big. In order for me to use a belt on them, it requires like the belt to go all the way. And I think I got to the point where I added another loophole, another hole in the belt. So my first thought was, I'm going to cut them so I can't wear them anymore. But I've decided differently. What I am going to do is fold them up real nice and, and tight. And I'm going to donate them 
to Goodwill. One, to get him out my house. And two, to basically, if you're listening to this on a podcast, I'm literally folding up my pants. And two, because my hope is there's going to be a, a, a person who is way bigger and they can get these pants and celebrate the fact that they can now wear these pants and they can give up their old pants um, because they can't fit in them anymore. I'm still like 294 pounds. But one of the things I've learned is, yeah, you may not lose weight, but your body changes. Right now, I went about a month ago and bought some 42-inch pants. I have not been able to shop in a normal store for at least 10 years. And the fact that I can go to JCPenney's and buy me some 42-inch pants and real talk, they're starting to fall off primarily because I lost my butt. But they're starting to fall off now. So even though I'm not necessarily losing weight, I am trying to work out a little bit, whatever. So things are shifting. But soon I'll be in 40-inch pants. I haven't been in a pair of 40-inch pants since maybe 2000. As far as shorts, no double XLs anymore, babies. Just one X. XL, baby. And you know, it's just, you just got to keep working at stuff. Your body changes. You got to keep working on it. So if you're out there and you need to get something done, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to finish college, whether you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to do this. I'm saying to you right now, keep that going because eventually you will get to the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen the next day. But when you get there, hopefully you'll do some symbolism of phoning up some stuff that you can't wear anymore because it's too big and you've gotten yourself to a level where you can become a better person you can do better for yourself and for your family and that's all i got to say because yo man i've been pseudo trying to wear these pants for at least two weeks for real but they fall off my butt man they fall off they literally like i put it on i gotta put the belt so tight where it's uncomfortable it's time to go and hopefully you know this story can be of some positive use to someone else so 46ers are gone i can officially shop at a store now not that ain't big but i don't gotta buy my pants from there my shirt's still still 3x but still but that's what's on my mind today the happiness that i feel the happiness I, I wanted to share it with the two gentlemen in the room and to the people who listen that is impressive that is impressive don't ever give up on your dreams you wearing the same waist as i am man i'm i'm with 40 42 i mean that's because i got these tree trunk thighs though so i gotta i mean yeah, yeah i got tree <laughs> trunk thighs too it's the worst don't we all but don't we all i mean i think that's more genetics than anything else though Cause not like I got skinny people in my family other than my little brother, but yeah, Kevin adopted. 
You need to stop that. <laughs> Thanks, Moco. I see you out there, Moco. Thank you, man. But I mean, nah, man. It's just, you know, at my highest weight, I was 365. And I was wearing size 56 pants, yo. And that was literally about 14 years ago. Now I can go shop at a regular store to buy pants. Bruh, next thing you know, I'll be wearing skinny jeans. But that ain't never gonna happen. Never Come on, in this man. lifetime. Get you some skinny jeans and a hat. I'll leave that to Mo B, dog. Whoa, whoa, whoa. These legs don't get no skinny jeans, bruh. Bruh. Straight leg is my limit. <laughs> Straight leg is my limit. They might look skinny on me because I got big legs, but the whole, nah, the whole spandex jeans where you can't wear them to your waist and you got your belt squeezing your thighs. Nah, nah, I don't get down like that. I have these things called testicles and they need room like I, between these thick thighs and skinny jeans like where will my testicles go I, i'm not built like that that's a skinny boy style and i ain't there yet i never will be hey hey but if you want to get there you can be even if i did get there wouldn't be no skinny jeans happening <laughs> straight leg maybe straight leg well look everybody thanks everybody for listening to the show this week once again, thank you to those online, E-Money, Moco Cowboy, thank you for speaking. You know, thank you for all those who didn't speak, but are here. Hey, we do this show because y'all listen. And we all appreciate um, y'all listening. Thank you to the people who listen to the podcast. And yo, I mean, when it's all said and done, if you want something bad enough, you go for it. Because eventually, you go for it hard enough, you're going to get it. And that's really all I got to say today. So if there's nothing else to say, thank you again to everybody. You know, stay safe out there, especially in these crazy streets. And you know what? We will talk to you next Sunday at 9 p.m. Almost did again, bro. Almost did again. <laughs> next Sunday, 9 p.m. Tell a friend. And you know what? Whoever you love, let them know you love them. Because without that, it ain't nothing else. So, deuce to everybody. Peace. Y'all have a great one. Thank you for listening. You can send any questions or comments to FIVE Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share like subscribe you've been listening to the five minute warning with ruben brown search five minute warning on the spotify app peace stay safe out there